Super Talk Mississippi media production. Southern Miss fans know the number one stop for Golden Eagle Apparel is Campus Book Mart on Hardy Street in Hattiesburg. Baseball, basketball, football, Campus Book Mart has it covered with clothing to fit the young and old, big and small Golden Eagle in your family. You can visit the store on Hardy Street, shop online at campusbookmart.net, or call in your order and have it mailed to your front door. However you choose to buy, always visit Campus Book Mart first. You won't be sorry. Campus Book Mart and Southern Miss, to the top. Or pre record on my count. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, roll A, fade up on A. Southern Miss to the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. All right, everybody, welcome to another edition of the Super Talk Eagle Hour. Bob Getty and Kelly Santer. Luke Johnson also with you. We're broadcasting from the Southern Bank Corps Studios in Hattiesburg at Laurel, and we're glad you're on board this afternoon. We've got the director and the assistant director of the Pride of Mississippi Marching Band in the studio today. We're going to be talking about a Big Drum Corps International Competition taking place on campus and preparations for football as well. Opening segment of the show sponsored by Dickey's Barbecue Pit, a great supporter of Southern Miss Athletics, a great place to cater any event for your church or business or home. They do a wonderful job. You can just call Dickey's here in Hattiesburg and get all the details. Patrick McGee is a sports writer, of course, for NOLA.com. He joins us each and every week on the Eagle Hour. And Patrick, we're we're kind of in the uh, hot, muggy dog days of summer. I don't know about in New Orleans, but it's pretty hot here in the Berg. Yeah, it's 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 that time of the year, and it just hasn't rained as much as it usually does down here. So it, that heat's just hanging in there, and it's just if you're outside for more than three minutes, you need to take a shower. No, you're right. My favorite part of Hattiesburg in the summer is when it rains, and then yeah. the rain passes, and it's the streets are steaming. I mean, literally, the earth is steaming from uh, from the heat. Well, Patrick, right. it is summertime, and, of course, uh, that means we're uh, kind of around the corner for football. I mean, are we too early to start talking about the Saints? Is there any hubbub in New Orleans uh, as the season draws near? No, it's it's here. Uh, training camp starts next week for the Saints. Uh, you know, so it's football season. Uh, we're having this, you know, meeting it with the New Orleans Saints beat staff as a whole and really kind of planning out the season it's it's here uh they've signed just uh today and they announced they signed their uh final uh, piece of the draft class that had yet to sign up to this point isaiah foskey the notre dame defensive end uh so he's on board so they'll have everybody available uh, as far as draftees goes ready to go for a start training camp uh the really the kind of the one concerning note is that uh, uh kendra miller the baylor running back he's uh considered you know not quite ready to go to start training camp it appears uh they were hoping that kind of, he can kind of fill in a gap especially with alvin Kamara potentially being out a good six weeks something like that so uh nope it's football season the the saints are getting rolling next week uh here in this hot humid weather and with the new quarterback uh Derek carr in town there's a lot of work to be done right i mean you're kind of starting over in a sense offensively yeah, yeah. It, well, I wouldn't say starting over. It's, it's going to be a similar scheme to what we've seen. It's just a different quarterback. Uh, 
I mean, that's that's what it comes down to. It's, uh, it's the same offense, basically, that we saw with Andy Dalton, Winston, even Breeze in the past. It's that same scheme uh, with Pete Carmichael calling the plays. Uh, I guess really right, you know, what the, which we had a story today about Luke Johnson wrote about the one question on this team. Has it kind of hung out, hung on to some of his pieces a little bit too long? The Saints are one of the oldest teams in the NFL. Uh, they think they have a core, a group that can win games. They just had to get the right quarterback. Uh, it just remains to be seen if Derek Carr is really that answer. Uh, we've seen, you know, really glimpses of, of really quality, you know, great quarterback play out of uh, Derek Carr in the past, but we also look back to last year and things really kind of went south under the direction of Josh McDaniel. So uh, is is Derek Carr the guy? Is he going to be the guy that provides steadiness, doesn't make the big mistakes, gets the ball to playmakers, and, and provides, you know, those big play throws down the field? Is he that guy? It just it's remains to be seen. I think absolutely he can be that guy, uh, but he's shown some inconsistencies in the past, and it, We'll just have to wait and see how he fits in and, and how he operates in a new, with a new team and a new scheme. So let's kind of dust that off a little bit, Patrick. When they went back, at, you know, when there were some free agents available, you know, the, that they kind of decided that he was going to be the guy. From what you remember when the Saints were pursuing him, what was it about his skill set that they particularly liked over anybody else that might have been available and why they thought he might be the best fit for New Orleans? Well, I think there was the familiarity uh, both ways between Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. Uh, he was the coach of the Raiders when the, whenever they drafted Carr. So they had that kind of familiar uh, relationship. And, you know, he, he brings a lot to the table in terms of stability. You know, he's a lot like Drew Brees from just away from the field. You know, he always seems to say the right things, uh, is a positive influence, is a good locker room guy. Uh, you know, in some ways he's better than, than Brees in terms of arm strength in some other areas, but it's just really hard to compete with what Breeze did in terms of just getting the ball out, getting it where it needed to go, and just the incredible accuracy that he had. So uh, there's a big gap between Drew Breeze and Derek Carr, but I think in him, in Carr, they saw uh, a guy that can plug in and really upgrade the offense and make a lot of big throws that Andy Dalton wasn't necessarily uh, able to make. And you look to Jameis Winston, who was able to really kind of make the big play and the big play, big throw down the field, uh, but he was at times reined in. Uh, and whenever he was kind of let loose and allowed to do what he wanted to do, he kept wanting to throw it downfield as opposed to hitting Alvin Kamara or somebody else an intermediate throw. So uh, they think Carr kind of brings that all together, and he has the arm strength and consistency that maybe some of these other guys have lacked over the last couple of seasons. In the last couple of years, you really didn't hear much about the Honey Badger, but a lot of writers are saying that this is a guy to really watch this year, and they're expecting a really big year for whatever reason for Teron Matthew, maybe because it's, you know, the former LSU star returns, you know, to the bayou. But all of a sudden, he's a sexy pick again, and they, they think that uh, he's ready to have another terrific season, even though he's clearly, you know, on the on the backside of his career. Yeah, I think it's more about the, the secondary as a whole for the Saints. Uh, Alante Taylor, a, a draft pick last year, really showed signs of being a, a really good NFL cornerback. I think there's a decent chance he's the starter in the slot for the Saints this year. And you, you have Marshawn Lattimore, who was missing for a good chunk of last season, and he's one of the better cornerbacks in the NFL. And Marcus May there at, at the other safety, he's pretty solid as well. So there's really no weak point in that secondary uh, as a group with Matthew, a guy who, who really I thought played better and better as the season wore on last year as he became more comfortable with the Saints defense. I think he was the best. Uh, guy there on the back end and on the defense for m- most of the last season, especially in the final eight, eight or nine games of the season. So, uh, th- as a group, if that core on, in the secondary stays healthy, the Saints 
have a chance to have one of the best in the NFL. Luke? You you mentioned Miller, uh, rookie running back from, from TCU, of course, uh, yeah. with Kamara out. Got to get yeah, him right. TCU, yeah. um, but uh, Sal DeVere from Old Dominion and A.T. Perry yeah. both also got listed as uh, you know injury, not able to perform. Either one of those guys bother you? I let, you know, I, I just I, I think I saw Nick Underhill kind of make some comments brief. You know, I, I don't think we really know, you know, kind of going forward is, oh, it's not a big deal. Uh, I think they lab- labeled uh, Perry's situation not a big deal. No, He'll be fine. I don't know. I mean, we're just going to have to wait and see. It is concerning that all those guys who were kind of, you know, eight, Perry was, was, you know, a sixth rounder, but he was expected to kind of be a guy that can really kind of, impact the depth chart and provide some depth uh to have him out and miller's still kind of in a uncertain uh spot entering training campus less than good but it just remains to be seen if we can get these guys back on the field fairly quickly uh so it's you know for saints it's kind of like oh here we go again (laughs) we're going into training camp with some guys that need to help us uh really uncertain so we'll, we'll just wait and see unfortunately yeah, Sal DeVere was, uh, you know, they picked him fourth round out of Old Dominion, and, and mm-hmm. he, he gives some interior depth to, to Pete and some of those guys. Um, there are still some free agents out there, uh, and one of them is Jadavian Clowney. I mean, do you think, yeah. you know, the Saints could, could go after some, uh, some depth on either side of the trenches, and would Clowney be a good fit? I think if they're, yeah, I think really on the offensive line and the defensive line, I think they're in a pretty good spot on the D line depth wise. Uh, but either side, I think they could help themselves out. Offensive line, I, I think they feel okay about where they're at, but I don't think they're, you know, locked in. So I, I think, yeah, there's a pretty good chance they could go after a clowny. But uh, as we've seen in the past, the Saints haven't really been aggressive at this point of going after free agents. I think they, they're they ready to kind of roll with the, what they got and, and maybe kind of bank on some of these uh, undrafted free agents maybe stepping up and, and, and surprising folks uh, going into the season. All right, Patrick, last question. When did the Saints take the field for the first time in the Superdome in the preseason? What's the preseason schedule? The The first one will be against the Chiefs, and I don't have it. I think it's the 13th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me see here. And it is the Chiefs, and they'll be playing at noon on August 13th in the Superdome. Uh, you know, we won't see Mahomes out there. I wouldn't, I wouldn't expect maybe kind of later in the preseason. We'll see. I'm not sure how the Chiefs handle their – preparations at quarterback but yeah the saints will be playing the chiefs on august 13th so that's you know what three weeks away less than a uh, month away that's hard to believe yeah so it's it's here like i said it's here there's no denying that football season is with us and, and the saints will be out there practicing next week all right we've got plenty to talk about because it sounds like the nfl is ramped up and ready to go patrick we appreciate you buddy and uh, we'll check in with you next week okay thanks guys patrick mcgee everybody from nola.com Hey, I want to remind you about the Super Talk Eagle Hour podcast. You can hear it anytime you like on Apple, Audible, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Or you can just tell Alexa to play the Super Talk Eagle Hour. You can also get the show on demand at supertalk.fm about an hour after we get off the air every day. What's the great pride of Mississippi band up to? We'll find out next.
You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. The Eagle Hour. Southern Miss to the top. All right, I want to thank Patrick McGee from NOLA.com. Joins us every week on the program. Always enjoy our conversations with the professor. Hey, I want to remind you about Noel Daniels Motor Company. You can buy a new Icon cart from Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon. You can get delivery anywhere in the state of Mississippi for just $99. They carry electric vehicles for all your needs, the neighborhood, the farm, even the golf course. And remember, they'll deliver it anywhere you're listening to the Eagle Hour right now in Mississippi. Uh, $99 delivered to your front door. They always guarantee a great inventory, always give you the best deal regardless you can tell your phone, take me to Noel Daniels Motor Company in Brandon, or you can shop online at NoelDaniels.cars. Noel Daniels and the entire team at Noel Daniels Motor Company are here to serve you and get the cart that's right for you and delivered right to your front door. Travis Higa is the director of the Great Pride of Mississippi Marching Band. Cody Egerton is the assistant director. And both of those gentlemen are in the uh, Eagle Hour studio here today. And, uh, Travis, uh, welcome back. I know you guys have... Uh, uh, first, let's talk about the Drum Corps International Competition that's about to take place. Then we have some more questions about the Pride. But this big international competition is right on us, and it's always a lot of fun. Yes, it's one week away from us right now, and we're excited to have it back here in, at Southern Miss. It's it's always a great show. I would encourage everyone to come out and, 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 and enjoy it. All right, for people that may not know, explain exactly what it is. So DCI, uh, Drum Corps International, is a... Um, they have all of these drum corps from all over, all over the country that are kind of attached to the town where they're where they're located, uh, similar to like a, a professional sports team, and they have students from thousands of students to audition to be as a part of each corps, and through that process they go through a rigorous audition process and they get chosen to be a part of each drum corps, and then they practice a lot, they um, compete throughout the summer, they go on tour, and it all culminates in their uh, their um, performance later in august uh just really proud of all the work that they do and so where will where will all these young people come from they come from all over the place and we have a few students here from mississippi and usm that have auditioned and they will be marching in these cores um some of them will even be back marching in the rock and next week now there'll be six teams that come in here bob from from all over the place and, and cody there are some Unlike other marching bands, there are actually some instruments that are not involved in DCI. Tell us about that and why we kind of think that is. Yeah, absolutely. So that's something that because these bands come through, they're looking to make a loud sound. There's tons of kids on the field, and they're really wanting to create an experience. The reason uh, that we don't see as many woodwind instruments, my guess, is that they're not producing as much sound. A lot of the flutes and the clarinets and the saxophones, they're not traditionally involved in these cores, and that's because their sound goes out all over the place. We're looking for the brass instruments, those instruments that are creating real impact, and they go straight at the audience. And these to have DCI experience on a musician's resume means a lot because... These musicians are scholarshiped in college, just like the football players would be, yes? Absolutely. This is a real uh, elite experience, especially the groups that are coming through to work with us and to perform here at the stadium. It's exciting. It's some of the top groups, and this is a very competitive elite thing that these musicians hold on to for a very long time, and they come back and they support, and they come back and they teach, and they carry these experiences with them, even if they don't do music for their whole lives. And if so six teams come in here, and eventually, just like football playoffs, they advance, and the finals will be in 
in Indianapolis, Indianapolis yeah. at, uh, at where the Colts play. Yes, absolutely. That's the culminating experience. There's three nights in August where it's a semis, a, pre, or a prelims, a semis, and a finals. And just like any other uh, kind of tournament, it starts with a everyone's on board, and then it narrows down to uh, a smaller number. And then the, the finals experience is going to be 12 of the top scorers who score in those top scores. So, you know, it is very exciting. People come out from across the country to get these tickets that go on sale a year before. It's a, you know, kind of like a, a, to me, it's a mini Super Bowl experience. People get real pumped and they come out and support and uh, support all these groups. Much more exciting than watching the Colts play. <laughs> well, especially this season from, from what we understand. So, all right, look, get in here. So how long are the performances? I just say that as a, uh, you know, each one of the, the lines, as a former football player, we were always, as a kicker, we were always out on the field, um, especially in high school when the drum corps came through, and then at Southern with the pride. So I always always kind of knew it was my opportunity to go out on the field when the drum corps started because we had just scored a, a touchdown. But, but like, how, how long does it take these, you know, these cores to, to plan these and then their actual on-field performance? So their actual on-field performance, I think they have a limit of about seven minutes, and they have to stick to that pretty uh, rigorously uh, just so that it's it's fair for everyone to compete. But they started planning for this back in the spring. They have many camps. Um, you know where the, the all the members who made the each core come in and they rehearse for a little bit over a weekend. Uh, they go back to school, and then over the summer, um, I want to say beginning of June. Yeah. Beginning of June is whenever they all come back for the summer. They work really hard for about a month, and then sometime at the very beginning of J- July, they go out on tour and start working at all of these competitions and getting judged and critiqued and making themselves better um, throughout the entire summer. So it's a summer kind of activity, but they work from the spring semester. Kelly, if you were going to operate one type of drum, what would it be? The snare. Hey. It would be. You'd be a snare guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think the snare. Or uh, well, if I was like in in symphonic band, it would be the uh, kettle drum because that's the one that, that always brings the most drama. I think the, the kettle drum. What would drum. Bob be, and and what would I be? Uh, drum wise. Yeah. Bob would be uh, the the biggest drum in the country, <laughs> and that and I happen to know that Purdue University has the largest drum. Yeah, I don't know if you're going to see that on the field, but yeah, it, it you know who knows it might be out there. This are year. you proud of me, Cody? That I knew. I'm that, impressed. I am impressed. Yeah. That I knew that Purdue had the has the yeah. largest drum. Careful, the, careful, Cody. Don't, and, don't <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, I wanted to ask about what they're judged on, Cody. These different uh, cores. Yeah, so it's a real rigorous um, rubric, and um, there's there's judges all over the place. So there's some up top in the press box, uh, and they're going to hear the overall sound, the overall effect. It's very artistic, so there's visual effect. You know, how are they moving on the field? What sort of excitement are they creating visually? And then there's music. You know, are they playing really difficult stuff? Are they doing loud and soft? Are they doing, you know, fast and slow? That sort of stuff. Uh, then they also have judges on the field. So it's funny, if you're watching the shows, you'll see these judges in, I think, green shirts. or They all have shirts. You can tell that they're not in the core. They're running around because they're watching marching. They're listening to music up close. It's real exciting to see a lot of stuff going on. And actually, the layout of The Rock, Travis, the, the layout, of M.M. Roberts Stadium is something you think attracts uh, the judges to this particular type of competition. Yes, I mean, we're just very blessed to have the facilities that we have here at Southern Miss, and especially for these marching drum corps, because I think the way that the rock is set up, it's not too big, it's not too small. There's enough seating for everyone from the fans' perspective, from the judges' perspective, to get a really good point of view, and um, just to see and 
um, get close with each drum corps. So it's a really good venue that we have here. And and drum corps how has evolved. I was I was talking prior to the show. You know, back when I was in high school, cheerleading was pretty elementary. You know, two, four, six, eight. Who do we appreciate? That kind of thing. But like everything else. You know, tumbling and all the gymnastics that's involved now in cheer. How has marching band and DCI, how has it evolved over the years? They have evolved quite a bit over the years, especially from whenever I was a fan in, in high school uh, up until now. They've they've uh, incorporated a lot more. Uh, you know, you see even folks playing two different instruments at one point throughout the show. You hear much more electronics. You see much bigger props and more intricate props. Uh, so it has it's evolved quite a bit, and um, you know Cody has actually had experience marching in DCI as well. So I think he can speak to about what he's experienced. About the only thing we haven't seen Cody up to this point is pyrotechnics, but that's who knows that that might not be next. Who knows? Yeah, we we can't say no for sure, but uh, it is something that I I consider it kind of you know it's like a movie or it's like a, something. There's a lot going on, and even to people who are not necessarily into band or not necessarily into music there is something that they will appreciate in these shows because there's so much going on there's so much engagement and excitement and y'all the the talent of all these kids on the field and they can be as young as 16 years old they can be as old as 22 years old but these are the really really the best musicians you're going to see from schools all over the country not just high schools junior colleges but the colleges as well so you want to kind of joke about the McDonald All-Star High School. But look, these are the best you're going to see from all over the country. Six teams coming to M.M. Roberts Stadium a week from tonight. And tickets tickets to this thing are always, I, I joke about a, a hot item. I mean, literally a hot item as, as the weather has been. But this is going to be a really cool thing. So if you'd like marching band and uh, just like being entertained by some very talented musicians, Bob, this, people are going to want to be all right, Travis, if you can hang around for a few minutes, I'd like I've Absolutely. got some questions about the pride and the upcoming football season. We've got Travis Higa and Cody Egerton here. Cody is from Michigan. And, Cody, real quickly, what do you enjoy more about South Mississippi, the seafood or the uh, humidity? You know, that's a tough one. I don't know if I'd say it. No. It's got to be seafood all the way or, or just uh, the food down here in general. We've been welcomed with open arms, still adjusting to the heat, yeah, but we've received a, a real warm welcome. We appreciate it. Yeah, It, real... hasn't, got, it hasn't got hot yet. It's, yeah, that's what I hear. This August. isn't even the hot part yet. Well, he said a, a warm welcome. It doesn't, yeah, doesn't get much go. warmer yeah, than this. Yeah, warm might be an understatement. All right, we're going to continue our conversation uh, with these two gentlemen on the other side of the break. I want to thank Campus Bookmark. CampusBookmark.net for sponsoring the segment that you just heard. Miss Kathleen is the best. Got the biggest selection of Southern Miss apparel you'll find anywhere on the planet. And I'll guarantee you it's loaded right now with summer stuff and upcoming uh, football gear as well. Campus Bookmark, Campus Bookmark on Hardy Street. The Super Talk Eagle Hour continues on the Super Talk Radio Network right after this. To the top. To the top. You're tuned in to the Eagle Hour. And on tomorrow's show, we're going to have Slade White from 4th Street Bar and Grill, and he's going to talk about the time capsule 
They're burying that tonight, is that correct, Kelly? They're actually gathering items, Bob, that people want to contribute to this time capsule, and they haven't decided exactly yet where they're going to bury it. So this is all kind of coming together at the last minute, but it is. you talk about something that's snowballing here. It's, what about your front yard? My front yard? Yeah, that'd be a good place. Oh, there's, I've already got some things buried in my front yard that oh, I don't... Oh, yeah, oh. yeah. Secrets that we don't want to reveal. Yeah. By the way, Luke Johnson, are you familiar with the band Jethro Tull? No. Well, you and Travis, the director of The Pride, have something in common. We just we just asked Travis about playing some Jethro Tull music, and we sort of got that blank stare. Are you going to Google that tonight? Travis? I definitely will Google that tonight. Okay. Um, d- don't don't worry, Travis. They um yeah, they so- actually were act they actually became active again in 2017, but they were founded in 1967 when Bob was celebrating his 45th birthday. That's so. correct, and I've been a big fan ever since. Me and Ian are very tight. Ian Anderson, yes. Ian, talk you, about You do know who Ian Anderson is, right, Travis? One of the finest, <laughs> Cody, one of the finest flute players Bob, that there, ever graced like, a rock and roll stage, Ian Anderson. There's like 25 yeah, past members for this band. Correct. I mean, it's just yeah. like a... All right, right, Travis, we'll let you off the hook about that. All right, now, Travis, i got to tell you, I think, and I've said this to you when you were here last year, I don't think you can overemphasize how important the band is to college football. Absolutely. Uh, The atmosphere is just not there without the pride being. Mm -hmm. I even fussed last year, I think, with you a little bit about, let's knock off all the loud music through the PA Mm -hmm. system and let the band play during the timeouts. That's what we came to hear was the band. Mm -hmm. And And we love it. And one thing I hear, too, and read a lot uh, on social media that Kelly has taught me all about uh, is the guys complain, and and fans, I shouldn't say guys, fans complain when the band is not traveling with Mm -hmm. the athletic team. So what is the plan this fall for the Southern Miss Road Games and the Pride? Yeah, well, you know, first off, I I just love that there's so much support in the community for the Pride of Mississippi and these students because they, you know, they want to support the the Golden Eagles as much as everyone else here. So the way that I see it, seeing all of these um, um, these comments is, is is how much love this community has for what what they value. So really proud of that. Um, but this year we're looking to travel to uh, three away games with the football team this season. It really helps being in this new conference and in, in the Sun Belt Conference where a lot of these competitions are, are much closer. So we're really excited to be traveling to a few of these away games this year. Can you reveal what games at this point? Yeah, yeah. So um, the games that we will be traveling to are uh, Mississippi. Well, let me start in order. Um, I think the first one that comes down the docket is South Alabama. It's a a Tuesday game. Um, So that'll be a nice, easy trip down to Mobile. Uh, We'll also be bringing a pep band. Um, Marching band pep band's a little bit bigger than what you may see at a a basketball game. But uh, half the band will be coming to uh, Louisiana, um, Lafayette. Uh, Another big, big game there. And then we'll be finishing up our traveling tour with uh, Mississippi State, bringing the full band up oh, there. Oh, because you're going to put that band up there to shame. Is that what you're saying? Oh, no, it, it's always great to collaborate with them. You know, we're really good friends with their music department. And you, you can't say that on this show, yeah. Travis. You, you, you can't say that. Yeah. <laughs> you cannot say well, that. So how many kids are in the band, Travis? You said over 200. Over 200 this year. And it's uh, this year it's, it's getting larger each year that I've been here. We're at, right now at 292 students marching on the field this year in total and i think that number might grow a little bit as we get closer to the season so really exciting to see that happen i think it's a testament to uh the culture ca- happening on campus um past iterations of the pride of mississippi mm-hmm. 
and just being yeah. you know great. That's that almost excited. That's almost three hundred. Well, so for fans that get upset and angry, if you want to contribute to uh, paying for three hundred kids to stay in a hotel and feed them for two or three right. days, jump I, right in. And I happen to know a little bird told me, and I'm going to salute President Joe Paul. What the cost of feeding? Oh no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> President Joe Paul reworked some numbers and understanding how people love the pride right. and moved some things around and got some money to the band so that the band can travel with the football Now, Travis, when year. you go to state, you are going to take the Dixie Darlings where they can see pretty women. Is that correct? <laughs> we'll be traveling with the entire pride of Mississippi, okay, which good, includes good. the Dixie Darlings, of, of course. Good. See, what he meant was the collaboration up there was going to be like like Seymour does to bully, like, you know, just right. body slams him oh. on on Correct. the turf. Hey, right, right. I, I do want to ask you about this, Travis, um, because I think it's amazing for our listeners to just understand that everything, what they're going to see at the Alcorn game on, on uh, September the 2nd, it all comes together in like a few weeks because you guys don't report until what the first part of august august yeah. 10th yeah so we actually have the full band returning to campus on august 14th monday august 14th and during that time during that we have about five days of working really really hard we learn all of pregame we learn all of the music for the entire season we have to learn eagle walk and on top of that's our pregame and our halftime show for that game so yes there's a lot to learn and these students put in numerous hours throughout the hot sun and rainy storms that come through, so they put on a lot of work to to learn each halftime show that we do. Yeah, and Cody, is, yeah, is the like, us question from is the is the first song that they learned Southern Miss to the top the fight song? It's probably the very first thing that we play as a group together. It's a it's a magical yeah. moment. All right, Cody, let me ask you a question. I want you to look across there at Kelly Center. If Kelly were auditioning for the Pride, what instrument would you believe Kelly would be? Oh man, that's shall we say physically. Matched two. <laughs> You're setting me up here, aren't you? Tuba. <laughs> no, I think we. Tuba. I would see. Yeah, yeah. Tuba. The you know, tuba. some of the instruments are a little bit heavier. You know, we we tend to have. I, you'll be surprised though. We have students who do not look they should look like like they should be playing those instruments, and they're out there carrying them every day in the heat. How much does a tuba weigh? Uh, I'm not gonna put that number out there. It's it's heavy enough that that it hurts after a day carrying it. I'll tell you th- that. I would think physically it's yeah. demanding to carry it. So yeah. so you don't think I could play the flute? No. Hey, no. If, if you got it, flout it. That's what I always say. And clearly, Cody knows as much about the weight of a tuba as he does the history of you Jethro Tull. The very heaviest <laughs> instruments, though, I think Cody would understand is the, the biggest bass drum. So, Cody, uh, not, not Cody, Kelly, I think you you would be able to handle the biggest bass drum. I can say drum. that. Actually, there was, when I was doing television, I was a member of the Pride one time, and we did a series of to show people what it's like to be and they were they man they do they work hard they're out there sure in that sun do. and sure they do. and and I was playing the cymbals because supposedly and what I learned about the cymbals is you need to hold them out you need to hold them up high and out away from your body in, okay stop instead right of there. low stop, and stop right there no it's stop hurt. right now stop right there Luke jump in here please <laughs> yeah. and uh, Ouch. help me I do. Both you guys can comment on this. I think a lot of people, because I don't think I've asked you this uh, when you guys have been on the renovation of Pride Field out there in front of the Pain Center. I mean, how much, how much has that helped? You know, with with spirit and and throughout the season. I mean, just that whole renovation area, what they've done the last several years, just looks incredible. Just, just amazing. Um, you know, I was very fortunate enough where whenever I first came to Southern Miss, that field was already there. But I've only heard all these stories about what Pride Field was before. And I, although it was full of memories, 
we were just so fortunate to have the turf there. It makes it so much easier whenever it rains. We're not navigating mud or anything. Um, it keeps the field cooler uh, as well uh, because of that new turf. That's it was full there. of memories, but it was full of dirt, too. It okay? was full and, of a lot of dirt. There was occasionally we would go out there and, and practice when there was no other option, and I was like, we're just – this is not good for the pride. We need the pride. But I, I, I do. I mean, I just, I'll, I'll say it again as somebody who's been on campus all my life, it looks incredible out there. And I'm so thankful that for your students to be able to, to be there on it. Hey, Luke, how, how important, I think the band is probably equally as important to the football team as it is the fan base, right? Yeah. I, I, because what's going on the field is always identified by something that you hear. So when Southern Miss to the top plays, the Eagles are either running out or they've scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. So um, different, you know, the all all of that, the soundtrack that you hear live on game day is it, it's it's almost weird because when you hear those songs played, my mind goes back to something on the field as a fan or as a player mm-hmm. that I was watching, and so it, it it's hard to separate um, those two, and that that's really why. You know, game days at the Rock are so special because you've seen all this stuff on the field and you always expect it to be accompanied by the pride music in the background. Travis, I'll tell you what's one of the most special places and times you can ever be in. A crisp fall day on a college campus. You can hear the band practicing Mm -hmm. in the distance and the football team practicing and there's just something American and good about that. Mm-hmm. It's it's you know game days in the fall, especially when it's a little bit cooler. Some of my favorite game days, my my favorite memories, and just to see uh, the the campus, Southern Station, just full of fans while we do Eagle Walk is some of my favorite memories. Yeah. Well, I just want you to say in closing that Kelly and I are looking forward to the Inagata Davida night with Iron Butterfly. With uh, some other bands that they haven't yeah, heard of because yeah. they're too young, Jethro mm-hmm. Tull, maybe. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe some incense and peppermint. I'll start know, my maybe. Google Google search soon. And, and of course, on August sixteenth, you guys report on the fourteenth. But on Wednesday, August sixteenth, you're going to come back here to the Eagle Hour, and we're going to have our official Pride preview. So you'll be learning about the music that the Pride is going to play this year, and of course, when they're going to perform prior to the season. So you'll be able to see the show before the first game. We're all about the Pride of Mississippi, Bob. Travis Higa, Cody Egerton, thanks, guys. And Thank you for having reminder, us. Reminder, the band is every bit as important as the football team. It's just a big part of the and, uh, and on the other side of the commercial break, we'll tell you how to get tickets for the DCI competition next Wednesday night. Southern Miss to the top. All right, welcome back. We want to thank the guys from the Pride of Mississippi. And I, I don't know, Kelly, I think Travis and I have been a little interested in some Indigata DeVita one night uh, at a home game. Matt, can you imagine if, if they uh, a tribute to Jethro Tull, the, the type of crowd that would show up? Oh, man. We need I was going to ask, was that Jethro Tull that took us to commercial? I mean, it, uh, is no, there? No, no. I, I can. I, I'll tell you what would be there if they had a Jethro Tull tribute. There'd be a lot of walkers, oxygen tanks. Yeah. 
<laughs> sitting on a park bench, snot is running down his nose. Now, where, what lyrics? Where else where can you get, get lyrics, lyrics like that? Like that in yeah. today's world. I mean, I mean come on. What a poet And he it was. didn't offend anybody. <laughs> what a poet. Which is amazing. All right, I, I regress, Luke. I, I'm waiting for the Inagata to be tonight. But the, in the meantime, are there sports to talk about? Yeah, there's actually a guy walking down here in beautiful downtown Laurel with Southern Miss on, like right in front of me. Good stuff there. But, uh, yeah, we're live from the Southern Bancor Studios in Hattiesburg and Laurel. Luke, Bob, and Kelly, if you missed uh, interviews with the with the Pride and then we talked Saints with Patrick McGee at the first part of the show, you can go listen on demand at supertalk.fm or on uh, podcasts, Supertalk Eagle Hour, in many podcasting forms, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and audible tanner hall signing with uh, the twins and i told you guys in the break uh apparently he writes left-handed so um yeah just another thing that he does that's better than everybody else he can strike you out with his right hand and then he can sign uh an autograph with his left hand justin storm putting out if you want to go check it out putting out a thank you letter to, to southern miss fans as he will start his career with the miami marlins no news yet on uh, Dustin Dickerson. I, I told you guys during the break. I think they have until July twenty fifth um, to uh, to to sign. Um, and yeah, the, and and the whole the whole purpose of our interview with Travis Higa and Cody Edgerton was to talk and promote the DCI, the Drum Corps International. Uh, contest that's going to be held a week from tonight at MM Roberts Stadium. And again, if you like uh, if you like marching band uh, music and you know really get into it, which it, it really is kind of a rite of passage to, to fall football season, you want to get uh, tickets to this. It's uh, and Southern Miss has hosted this for quite a while. And as Travis was talking about, the layout at MM Roberts makes it ideal for the judges. You want to go to dci.org. You cannot get tickets to this event through the school. Okay, so so none of your your normal ticket outlets you know southernmiss.com none of that okay so you have to go directly through drum court international so it's dci.org you'll see the different competitions across the country obviously you'll want to find the hattiesburg event dci.org for ticket information that competition one week from tonight at the rock mm roberts stadium it's going to be a a great show good stuff yeah good stuff um they want to mention earlier in the week we talked about tyler stewart uh, or last week we talked about Tyler Stewart and the the great progress that he's making in the Mets organization was promoted to Double A recently, guys. As of this morning, Major League Baseball MLB dot com has an article. Tyler Stewart is leading the entire minor leagues in ERA. He's at one five four. He's four and zero in eighty one innings pitched, eighty nine strikeouts, and uh, only a one five four ERA. Five pitches now. Um, that the big six foot nine righty um, is thrown. So, I, you know, when Oz has just got to be smiling when when he when he sees that, according with all his other guys that are doing so well in professional baseball. But you know, with that six nine frame though, too, Luke, when he's coming off of that mound like that, it's it's got to feel like that ball's coming out of his hand just as the ball gets to the plate. You know, with that that extension, as long as he is. Uh, and if he keeps putting up those type of numbers, man, which is not realistic, right? I mean, you hope you hope that'll happen, but if he keeps uh, excelling like that, I mean, I mean, he's a, he's a starter really for you know he was primarily all exclusively a reliever for for the Golden Eagles, but I mean a one hundred four whip, um, people only hitting two hundred five off of him, and yeah, I mean more power to him. He, he's up to to two fifty. Like you said, man, just a, a big train there on the mound. And and if the Mets, if the Mets, you know, are able to make a dent in postseason, 
or toward the end of the year, you know, they're, they're, all these teams are allowed to expand their rosters, you know, for playoff runs you know, toward the end of the year. You never know. Um, so good for him. I mean, get, you're getting that opportunity, and he certainly is making the very most of it. Well, it's gonna, you're going to hear more and more of that through the years because we have the best pitching coach in the country right here in town. And um, I think that the pitching will remain a strength as long as Christian Ostrander is the coach. Anybody disagree with that? Well, the best not at all. The best predictor uh, of future behavior is past behavior, uh, right? Speaking of uh, predicting future behavior, I, I feel a beignet in my future at Mobay Beignet on Hardy Street. It is delicious. It is the home of the Luke Johnson Championship Beignet Eating Contest. To this day, I still think there should be a picture of Luke in that corner, uh, but I haven't been able to. Two minutes and him of that. Forty-five seconds. Six beignets. Is that what did you say one? that the, the the flavors of the month were this year? Strawberry this and lemon. Lemon. Nice. Hmm. Think so you, dip- you think Morgan and you think they'd ever go to like a peach one month? Peach would be good. Blackberry was really good. Yeah. Yeah, that's about the Blackberry. Blackberry really is that more of a fall or is that? I don't know. Blackberry. What I would do. So the last time we were there, I took strawberry and the buttercream and I mixed it up because they said it almost had like a cheesecake taste to it. No. I would love to do that with blackberry. And I will add that you curb stomped Sanier. Sanner. It, it, it wasn't even close. Look, he, it, his performance was dismally disappointing. Well, I like. I to, ran around the room celebrating the Jethro Tull. I like yeah. to savor my food. Yeah, enjoy it as yeah. I'm eating it. I think it was the milk. I don't think you should have drank the milk. Yeah. You can tell it's summer. <laughs> magnesium. <laughs> yeah, at my age, milk magnesium. Right. Back tomorrow at 1 o'clock. Southern Miss. To, to the, the top. Time keeps on slipping, slipping, slipping into the future. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.